Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquardt is sponsored by the Marquardt Law Firm and does not attempt to solve your individual legal problems upon the basis of information contained herein. Instead, contact an attorney to discuss the specific facts and circumstances of your unique situation. The views and opinions of this program do not reflect the views of the Salem Media Group. It's time for Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquardt. Todd Marquardt, attorney at law in Texas. If you're a millionaire or a thousandaire, Talk Law Radio is now on the air. Call in with your business law question, your elder law question. Veteran aid, Medicaid, build a business to get paid. 210-308-8867. Or ask a question online at marquardtlawfirm.com. That's M-A-R-Q-U-A-R-D-T, lawfirm.com. And now, it's Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquardt. And welcome to Talk Law Radio with your host, Todd Marquardt. I'm Christiana Villegas, co-host of Talk Law Radio and event coordinator of Marquardt Law Firm that sponsors this show. Today, we are here to talk about Blue Santa with Todd Marquardt, Officer Alicia Pruneda, Officer Alonzio Hardin, and Thomas Preston, the father of Blue Santa. Thank you all for joining us today. Thanks for Thank having us. Yeah, Thank welcome. You. So uh, the very beginning that helped us come today was Officer Alicia Pruneda, who had coordinated with us to make this event happen. But aside from talking to Blue Santa, why do we have this show, Todd? Thank you for asking. The mission of Talk Law Radio is to help you discover your legal issue blind spots by listening to me talk about the law on the radio. The State Bar of Texas is the state agency that governs our law license, and the State Bar wants attorneys to inform the public about the law, but does not want us to attempt to solve your individual legal problems upon the basis of general information. Instead, contact an attorney like Marquardt Law Firm uh, to discuss the specific facts and circumstances for your unique situation. Before we begin, uh, let's start with a prayer. Of course. Dear God, thank you for this day and for all the gifts and blessings that you give to us. Please forgive us for our sins, for our mistakes, and for doing the wrong thing or failing to do your will. Be with all Christian families, Lord, granting us strength, mutual affection, and the grace to raise our children in faith. And please help us today as we discuss uh, Blue Santa. Help us to use the gifts and talents you have provided for the good of your people, for our own good, and for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 So, Officer Pruneda, it was an honor being able to speak with you and that you could help us schedule this interview today. And why don't you tell us a little bit about the process of being able to coordinate events like this? So my my role is to help facilitate in getting the right players in the right place. And I work with a extremely... A high level of integrity of folks, and I feel blessed to be able to to do that. So when your request came in, it was a matter – I already knew who it was that I wanted to ask. It was a matter of their availability. Mm-hmm. So Officer Harden being able to be here is huge because of our topic, Blue Santa, that, that group of individuals, which is our safe unit, and they, uh, each safe unit has a school services officer. We have six substations in our city. All of those officers are stretched, as you can imagine, because it's Christmas and it's Blue Santa. They are just maxed. They're probably working many, many hours of the day to include some weekends. And so I I knew that while they would be so gracious to my request of asking for their time, I knew it was going to be maybe some conflicts of schedules, vacation, things that probably um, would – that I would have very little control over uh, that I found to be – uh, while hurdles and challenges, um, something that I was re- willing to take on because I, I kind of like facing those things head on. So when I, uh, when Officer Alonzio had had explained, hey, you know, I, I am available, it was it was great. And while my other five school services officers weren't like, no, blowing off, you right. know, my request, they really genuinely had conflicts. Okay. So so I feel very very grateful that um, for any of their times and their willingness to be here. Um, 
Tom came to us by way of just luck, really. We were, I was talking to another school services officer. He was at the warehouse. Tom was at the warehouse. Um, the, the email was sent like, do you need someone? Have we, have you got someone for that, um, for the talk show to be able to talk about this exceptional program? To which I said, you know, I do have Officer Alonzo Harding. Why, you know, are you available? To which Tom then was like, uh, uh on the phone with me, very willing, very <laughs> Tom, able. Thanks for working in the warehouse that day. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, Mark, for So timing is everything, and I think that Tom was in the right place at the right time. So uh, just very grateful that you extended to us, the department, the ability to be here, the the willingness for these men to be able to step up and share such a great program. Well, the office of the San Antonio Police Department was really helpful in being able to get me the correct number and person of contact to then bring us Officer Harding. Thank you for taking time out of your day and service to the city. Uh, Why don't you share a little bit with us? I know that we're on a time constraint, actually. When is the application to apply for Blue Santa going to be over? Well, the application, it starts uh, November the 1st, but we extended it uh, one more week, uh, so it ends on December the 8th. Oh, okay. So we just have a couple of days left to get those applications in and, again, just be able to go to any of the nearest substation closest to your to where they live and uh, fill out an application, provide proper ID, and have the birth certificates for the kids, and we will do our best to make sure that uh, Christmas is brought to those homes. Generally, this is for low-income families? Um. Yes, generally, uh, we we do um, uh, reach out to the the needy, so to speak, or the low income, and and that's how it happens. But they're still able to either you know come in and apply, and once they get their names on the list, uh, the uh, police officers are coming out to that location to. And they the can place. apply online. What's that website? That website is uh, San Antonio Blue Santa dot org, I believe. S A P D Blue Santa. And then there's a link that says how to apply or something like that. Yes, there is a link on there that tells them how to apply. Uh, preferably, we, we we tend to want the individuals to come to the substation um, because it's a walk-in and they can com- complete the application. Oh, okay. And that, that way we're able to verify uh, not only the parents but – Uh, the address and location. So if you're tuning in right now in the middle of your Christmas shopping and you're changing the channel, this is Talk Law Radio with Todd Marcourt. We are interviewing our officers of San Antonio to help us understand what the Blue Santa program is and how low-income families can be able to sign up. And that website again, Officer Hardin? Is sapdbluesanta.org. All right. Well, thank you very much for giving us this information. Let's talk to Tom about how this whole thing got started. Well, Mark, thanks for inviting me. Uh, when you talk about being at the right place at the right time, it seems that's that's the story of my life, and I'm very, very, very blessed. It uh, we had a unique history. I was assigned to the San, the then San Antonio Police Department's Community Relations Bureau. Uh, that bureau no longer exists. Uh, back in 1989, the Safe Program came in, so most of the officers that it was kind of duplicating roles, so most of the officers in community re- relations went to the uh, safe uh, uh, officers, uh, the safe program, and I went to school services. But this is how it started. We prim- in community relations, our job was primarily to work in the uh, low-income housing projects, and we were all assigned all over the city of San Antonio. And uh, on on Saturday mornings, we would go out to um, uh, Victoria Courts. And you know, play sports with the kids, and we got to know them. So, the first year, 1975, what we did is we fed the janitors at the San Antonio Police Department and the, and the janitors that worked at City Hall, and we gave a couple of presents to a few kids that we knew. The next year, we we fed the, the janitors again. This time, we got a three or four families, and we said, "Let's really do something good for them," and we did. And it just it just grew from it just grew from there. And it just got bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And we, uh, uh, I think that this this program was supposed to to just take off because it's a good program. It's a it's a super 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 good program. It provides uh, the uh, the families that may have a different view of a policeman to see them in a different a different light. 
oftentimes, I know that we did this, we would go uh, deliver food and toys to families that we've had to go in there and, and uh, take on the role of a policeman. And uh, and that's just you know, that's just part of it. And the, you know, working with the kids is just is just amazing. I've got so many I got so many stories I could tell you, but I'm gonna I'll if you ask, I'll tell you a couple of them. <laughs> okay. I have a really well. Let me tell you a really good a really no, good absolutely. story. That's why we're uh, here. Uh, this happened in 1987. My wife was nine months pregnant, ready to have a baby any minute. She and I were walking around uh, San Juan Homes housing projects at 10:30 at night passing out, this is Christmas Eve, passing out toys. We had four or five bags to give. Went home at 2 o'clock in the morning. She says, I think I'm going to have this baby. So, the, you know, we went to the hospital and we had a baby the next day. But anyway, that's uh, that, this is one of my my favorite favorite stories because I had a child as a result of uh, walking around and, and getting her uh, moving enough to mm-hmm. get that get that baby going. So that's, that's, <laughs> but, I, you know, it's... Uh, well, the a little a little bit more. Nineteen eighty nine, the community relations bureau was disbanded, and uh, we went to different units. I took the San Antonio Blue Santa program and the Police Explorer program, which I started in nineteen seventy four with me to school services. Thank God that we had uh, uh, Chief Gibson. It was a wonderful, wonderful man. Without him making this move, and Lieutenant Burger, who I worked for, it just wouldn't happen. And and they pushed a program. And all the, you know, what's great, all the other chiefs that followed has been right on top of it. Chief Philippus was amazing. It was amazing. Uh, he even bungee jumped for me wearing the, super, uh, the Blue Santa costume. No and, way. Uh, he did. I, you know, they asked me to do it. I said, Chief, I can't do that. <laughs> was it uh, the, uh, what's that uh, park off of 10 and? Uh, uh, yes, Texas. Yes, Texas. Yeah, they had this bungee thing. And uh, they wanted me to do it, and I said, "Chief, you can't do it. I have a, uh, I have a hip replacement." Oh, so goodness. he, yeah, he did it. And, uh, the hat went this way, and he went that way. The beard went over there, and then, uh, and then out Chief Ortiz was great, and all, and all the chiefs since. And this, is, this wouldn't make it if they didn't have the, um, the support of the, the management of the police department, also the management of the city of San Antonio. Alex Presenio, who was the city manager back there, he, he supported us big time. Just made it go. Well, then it sounds like we have a lot of history to cover about Blue Santa and how much of an impact it's made for the community. So don't change that channel. We are going to return back with Talk Law Radio with Todd Marcourt as we continue our interview with Blue Santa. Stay tuned. You've heard him on Talk Law Radio. Now work with his firm yourself. Marquardt Law Firm is the go-to firm in San Antonio for wills, trusts, and powers of attorney. Want to have a say on who will get your money and assets when you die instead of leaving it up to a judge? Then you need a proper estate plan in place, and Marquardt Law Firm can help you do just that. They can also develop a strategy for your long-term care financing and help maneuver the complicated Medicaid process for your family. Call them today to schedule your no-cost legal consultation. Call 210-530-4278. Again, that's 210-530-4278. Protect what's yours with Marquardt Law Firm. MarquardtLawFirm.com. And welcome back to Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquardt. I'm your co-host, Christiana Villegas, and today we are interviewing our officers of San Antonio for Blue Santa. Joining us is Thomas Preston, the founder of Blue Santa, and Alonzio Hardin, who helps us with the sorting process and be the foot on the ground to get all these presents to the children. But... Why, <laughs> Todd? Yeah, why do you, why do you even like doing Blue Santa? Well, yeah, you know, I have a I have a horse in the race. I grew up uh, with a single parent in Louisville, Kentucky, in a housing project. You know, it wasn't a, a really nice place to grow up. And uh, we had uh, the Marine Corps Force for Tots come to our house, and we had uh, folks from Saint Simon the Jew Catholic Church who would come by and give us give us presents. And I can still remember my mother's smile on her face and the tears in her eyes and relief on her face that her children were gonna get were gonna get a Christmas. So I have you know, I had a beginning horse in a race and I you know, and uh I've 
been blessed all my life, and I've been giving all my life, and that's just that's just what I do. But so, you know, being being with the Blue Santa program is very 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 easy. And I, we talked about being at the right place at the right time, and and I've it seems like I've always I've always been there, and uh, it just it just it just worked. So why is it important for the police department to do something like this? Well, it, because it gives uh, it gives them an opportunity to maybe take their police cap off and they're protecting the city cap off and put a I'm going to give something to, to a kid hat and uh, you know like the average person should go through life and never ever 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 talk to a policeman. That shouldn't happen if you're not a victim of a crime, if you haven't been given a ticket, if uh, you ha- you know that it just shouldn't happen. So oftentimes, the very first time that one talks to a policeman, they develop a uh, an opinion. Well, this is the way policemen are. So, if you're a child and you and you see a group of policemen coming into your house with toys and food and laughter and song and merriment, and they're talking to you and you're calling by your first name and giving you a giving you a present, it's just going to put a great taste in their mouth and a, a great memory for the you know that they would have for the rest of their life. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, so, uh, Officer Harden, I wanted to ask you next: Why are you interested in Blue Santa program? Um, I am interested in Blue Santa program uh, mainly because what it does for not only the community but the officers as well. It gives the officers an opportunity, as as Tom just mentioned, to take that uh, warrior mindset off and and and, and don the the outfit or the armor of a guardian uh, to where, hey, we want to be able to come into the community and show them that, you know, we're human beings and um, we enjoy Christmas and we want to be able to spread that Christmas joy uh, to, to, to the needy families. And it's just a great opportunity for myself uh, not only to interact with some officers who I might not even know, but because they feel the same way, they come, volunteer their time, and that just um, develops a stronger rapport between uh, the officers. You get to sit back and talk and have a great time. So then a lot of things that we go through in this <clears throat> Christmas season is often what am I going to get? What do I want? What? How many things am I going to be able to see under my Christmas tree? But often they forget the key point is being able to give and finding those who are giving their time their passion, their effort, and just a toy to a child who might not be able to get it is a really great thing that you're bringing to the community. So you have a lot of officers that volunteer for this, right? Absolutely, yes. Any other volunteers involved outside the police department? Outside the police department, as far as volunteers, um, we do have people that assist us, uh, like units, for example. Um, They... Uh, units is units the business. is the uh, is a business that has just recently partnered with the uh, uh, Blue Santa program, and they provide the storage place for us uh, because that plays a big part. Um, and then there's other uh, donors that are out there that, without their support, um, this you know, it would be very difficult to to make this uh, a success. So with their support and the officers' support, it's just a great. I've got a list that I pulled off of your website, so I'll just give them a shout-out while we're talking about it. Uh, The Units, Moving and Storage, CPA Society, HEB, Valero, San Antonio Transportation Association, San Antonio Apartment Association, Zachary, uh, Red McCombs Toyota, and then there was one more that I couldn't figure out what it was. Uh, That's okay. Yeah, just let I, them know they need a, a more identifiable logo. <laughs> okay, we'll work on that. We'll work on that. And something else that I wanted to mention too is uh, on the volunteer part, uh, the officers play a very important role because um, what's going on behind the scenes is a lot of sorting, a lot of um, packaging, and without the officers uh, that volunteer um, – to make this program a success, it, again, it would be very difficult. So these officers are coming in on their own time, uh, helping us to sort many different presents because we sort the presents. Um, so it's more than just the guy wearing the blue suit. Absolutely. 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 Uh, it's more to it than that. Um, those officers are coming again, like I said before, uh, giving up their free time, sorting the gifts uh, to age 
uh, age and gender uh, and location. And so it's a it's a it's a working process, continuous uh, all the way up until the week before Christmas. Okay, Tom was saying something about schools. Oh yeah, we have lots and lots and lots of schools in in and around San Antonio that have uh, toy drives in their schools, and they give us a massive amount of of, of toys. I remember the first the first school to do this was Ronald Reagan High School. I knew the I knew the principal, and he we filled up two huge vans with uh, with toys that they that they gave us, and I think they're still doing it. Is Ronald Reagan High still still doing their toy drive out there? Yes, yes, um, and also other places like Dollar General, um, and there's apartment complexes that you know they have uh, fundraisers for us and give us parties in local union 142, the plumbers union. Uh, they're actually having their office party, and part of their event is to um, all the employees bring in toys, mm-hmm. and then we attend, and at the end of the evening, all the donated toys that we receive on that evening, we take back to the warehouse, and we include that in the um, service to the community. I read online, too, that you accept cash because oftentimes you can purchase toys at wholesale prices. Mm-hmm. And you get a better deal that way. So if if there's listeners out there that don't want to go to the toy store, <laughs> they can just give cash, and it'll accomplish the same thing to provide toys. So if you are listening in, you are catching us at Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquardt as we interview Blue Santa of the San Antonio Police Department. You can visit them at sapdbluesanta.org if you want to find out how you can apply to either receive gifts, find a place to provide your donations or just give a cash donation but really you should be in contact with these officers so that way you make sure it gets in the right hands tom what is it that you wanted to mention well i wanted to you know to let everybody know that uh, that donates to the blue santa program that there's really no overhead officers are volunteering their time they're not paid to do this you know they volunteer their time with the exception of uh, maybe some bags uh, all the monies that we get, everything that we get, we give. We don't. Nobody, nobody gets paid for this. They do it because, because out of the kindness of the heart and the willingness of the city of San Antonio to allow the officers to uh, to do this. That's an important point uh, because many charities out there they do have overhead. They have to pay a CEO and they have employees that they have to pay. But what Tom's saying is that this charity. Uh, gives everything that they get, minus exactly. buying some bags to carry the toys around in. Uh, I had w- one question that keeps bugging me. Who gets to be Santa? Well, I've been gone since 2001. Uh, I, loved, I loved wearing the Santa Claus outfit. I loved it. I loved flying in that helicopter and landing in an area where there's a ton of people out there waiting to see Santa Claus. I don't do it. Actually, um, to be honest with you, I wore it two or three times after I retired at the request of some of the officers back then. <laughs> but I try to tell them this is really not about me, and it's about you guys. And uh, I'll, I'm on the Blue Santa Board of Directors, and we manage it, the, you know, the funds, and, and we absolutely give them what they need and support them 100%. But I don't wear that. I don't wear it anymore. I'll, maybe I'll put it on someday. But. <laughs> so, what would, how would you answer that, officer? I, I would answer that again with uh, it's just the officers. Uh, depending on their their schedules, um, when we ask for volunteers, it is just amazing to see how many are willing to step up and and, and be the Blue Santa. So, with, with that being said, Blue Santa can range from one officer to the next at any given time because you we said. You, uh, Blue Santa has many faces. Blue Santa has many faces. Uh, and so, you know, it's just a great opportunity for, again, for those officers who may not be able to come out to the warehouse, if they're able to participate in Blue Santa and, and get that ride in our Eagle helicopter or or the uh, truck that is provided by Red McCombs, just to spread that Christmas joy, uh, they step up. They get to wear the beard and the outfit, and it's just a great time. Let's go back uh, briefly to how to apply for this because uh, this is going to air right before your deadline uh, for applications, and we want to make sure the listeners know that if if they know families with children that uh, need an extra gift this holiday, 
that they can go to one of these substations. And you might not have the addresses right in front of you, but if, if you could just generally describe where the substations are. Well, we do have six substations, as mentioned earlier. You have the central substation, which is 515 South Frio Street. And then you have the east substation, which is located at 3635 East Houston. And then you have the north substation, 13030 Jones Maltzberger. And then you have the Peru, Northwest Peru substation at 5020 Peru Road. And then you have the south substation at 711 West Mayfield. And finally, you have the west substation at uh, 7000 uh, Calabra. And again, also on our website is all the school resource officers' contact information. So if you visit our website and you need to contact uh, an officer, our numbers are present. So then go to sapdbluesanta.org so that way you can find the information to apply. But don't change that channel because we will come back with Talk Law Radio with Todd Marcourt. Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquardt is sponsored by the Marquardt Law Firm and does not attempt to solve your individual legal problems upon the basis of information contained herein. Instead, contact an attorney to discuss the specific facts and circumstances of your unique situation. The views and opinions of this program do not reflect the views of the Salem Media Group. And welcome back to Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquardt. I'm your co-host, Christiana Villegas, and we are here today interviewing our officers of San Antonio with Blue Santa for Thomas Preston, Alonzo Hardin. Thank you for joining us and sharing a bit about how you can be able to apply and donate to Blue Santa. And so we were talking about where to go to apply, um, but uh, during the break you mentioned that if they forget where the substations are, they could just call. What number should they call? That is the non-emergency number, which is 210-207-7273. And uh, just request uh, – they'll, they'll, they'll direct them where they should go. Um, Let's talk about some of the toys. Some Does of the anybody toys. get an Xbox? Well – has anybody donated an Xbox? <laughs> so far that I've seen, no. I mean, it's just, I mean, uh, a gift that uh, Xbox, PS4, uh, that would be pretty hard to, to get out to just a, a specific family or something right. like that. How do, we, how do we make that decision of where it goes? So a lot of the toys that are, are given out range from balls, bicycles, um, to dolls, uh, makeup kits for young girls, um, flat irons mm-hmm. uh, for the early teens, all the way down to the infant building blocks um, and toys, Hot Wheel cars, uh, things that uh, even multiple families, uh, brothers and sisters, some of the games that we give out, they're able to play against each other, whether it's a board game or a table game that they're able to sit down and play with uh, with their sisters and brothers. Okay. Yeah, I know the, the, the kind folks from Valero. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. That, you know, I know that back in the day when, the, when this, they first started with us, they would also ask a wish list from the mom and dad, so they would take refrigerators and washers and dryers and there's oh, wow. there's no doubt in my mind that uh some of those kind of folks from Valero and, and some other people that pick a pick a family would take them something really really nice so if I was a betting man and, and I'm not I would say that you know that an Xbox or a TV or something like that absolutely would have been given over the years absolutely and 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 I'm glad you mentioned that Tom cuz that was actually yesterday uh the Valero um, group uh, went out and delivered um, awesome toys and gifts. And like we said, sometimes it's refrigerators. Uh, I've seen washer and dryers uh, that go out to these families. And, and again, uh, Valero will go out with the officers and deliver uh, just an awesome Christmas. That's Christmas, folks, not just for kids. <laughs> and you said uh, it's not just for people that apply. Sometimes you see a need in the community and you remember that family and and you bring them a gift 
Yeah, absolutely. I, I have one story to tell uh, from last year. Um, an officer uh, responded to an accident. And while at the accident, unfortunately, the driver, uh, she, you know, she didn't have a driver's license or anything. She was oh. a single parent. And it, it was a pretty bad day. Uh, but that officer still, uh, because he saw the need, he still put her on the list. And uh, she was actually one of the Valero recipients uh, last year. So to see how an officer can go from mm-hmm. enforcing the law but still be able to see the need and make that happen, it's just an awesome experience. And so um, when we arrived with those uh, gifts from the Valero organization, she was just taken back because she she just received a ticket. Her car was practically destroyed, but yet uh, San Antonio, with the help of Valero, was still able to provide uh, a Christmas for it. And, And shout out to that officer. That's amazing. Does this program overlap with other gift-giving programs like uh, Elf Louise or um, the the Marines, the Toys for Tots program? How do you deal with that? Um, yes, it does. And, and again, um, we are able to uh, have that information with our application process, and sometimes we're able to kind of bounce off the names uh, so that we're able to streamline you know, who's all getting gifts and, like, one family isn't getting a double dose because they, they mm-hmm. did sign up. But with December being so active and so many different organizations going out there, that's not something that we just absolutely have to do. Uh, the bottom line is if a, if a family turns in that application to the San Antonio Blue Santa program, we will do all that we can do to make that Christmas special. And will you describe again how are those gifts categorized, you know, b- Wow. Well, that's the part that I, I'm, I'm involved in. It's pretty much the operations. So if you can imagine uh, a warehouse space that has uh, tables that extend about 20 feet. And on each of these tables, we start out from infants, and then we go to three to five years old, six to nine, 10 to 12, and we finish up at 14. So then it really helps making sure that these are newly packaged and bought gifts that Absolutely. have their labels on them telling you what age they're supposed to be for. Absolutely. And and, and it does a, an amazing thing. It helps to expedite things because the police officer, you know, we're looking and we see that age group. It makes it so much easier to place it at where the age appropriate is. And, and then with that, uh, we have another school service officers who is responsible for getting all these names. And once these applications come from all the substations, uh, Officer Mercado is the one who will input into the database, and then labels are made, and then um, they are placed on a table, and then the volunteers will come up, grab the bags, look at the names, look at the location, and then make the toys uh, according to the the names on the label. So it's, it, it's a big process. And then from that point, they get packaged again into the units, And then units uh, uh, organization will deliver it to the substations. And, again, that's on the backside where the other officers at the substations, again, will go in and get those bags of toys. And depending upon their district uh, that they work in, if those labels line up with their district, they grab them and they go and they deliver the toys. So if you're tuning in right now, we are not revealing the North Pole secrets. This is just Blue Santa of <laughs> San Antonio Police Department. As you tune in today for Talk Law Radio with Todd Marcourt, we go over about how it takes this much manpower for our officers to volunteer their time. They are not being paid for any of this, just so that way they can try and make a Christmas special for a family. I wondered, do you think that the gifts are equally divided among the whole city? That, um, we do our best to do that. And again, that's based on the applications that are turned in. Mm-hmm. Um, so, to, to have an idea, what we typically do is at the end when it's over, we do have a, a well, I guess you would call it an after-action review, follow-up. We look at the data that was provided to us, and that gives us an idea whether or not most of the toys were delivered 
on the west side or to the east side mm-hmm. or the north side or whatever. So we do have a way to to kind of monitor that. But again, it 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 rides on the application process, which again, please come to any substation around you and uh, fill out that application, provide the proper ID, and so that we can get Christmas to you. And the application can be found if you visit sapdbluesanta.org or call your local station so that way you can speak to an officer to get more details if you can't find the information that you need online. Tom, do kids think it's strange that Santa's wearing blue instead of red? You know, I've, I've been asked that question Two or three thousand times, <laughs> and 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 my my answer is I don't think they see it. Uh-huh. I really don't. I, you know they they just don't eat, they just don't see the blue. Right. The blue. Well, they see it, but it, it's it's Santa Claus, and uh, so I guess if you if you ask me, yeah, he was wearing something blue, but they just equated this. Hey, Santa's here. Officer Harden, have you heard any kids talk about that? No, uh, again, I, I would strongly agree with Tom. Uh, they just see the presence, they see the Santa Claus, they see the joy, they see the officers. So um, I've never been uh, questioned about why is it blue or red. They just see Santa. They know it's Santa. Never heard. I've never heard a child say, "Why are you wearing a blue outfit?" Never. <laughs> yeah. Will you de- describe what the scene looks like? When when you roll up to the front of the house or the apartment and uh, police open up, <laughs> is that how it goes? Uh, well, well, not 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 all not exactly like that because again, on the uh, application process, we do ask for a phone number. So, with that being said, a lot of the officers by default will call and give a heads up. And that way, so the family is expecting because, you know, unfortunately, our job, sometimes we we are knocking on that door to come and maybe investigate or follow up. But so with the uh, option of being able to call ahead, uh, we are able to um, alert or uh, allow them to know that the police are on the way. Well, they've got to be home, right? Yeah, so the family. The sure families are at home. home, and you know sometimes uh, schedules and timing. Because again, officers are doing this uh, during their shift, so there are times that you know the families may not be there. Mm-hmm. So we do put a door hanger there uh, to let them know that we came by. We tried to make an attempt, and we'll try again uh, if time allows. But at the last but not least, if, if, if that delivery was uh, not able to, to, to make it, we will then reach out to them and schedule them to uh, come into the uh, substations and do basically like a, a walk-in pickup. Okay. Uh, so we do everything that we can do to make sure that that family gets, gets the present. And, the, and one of the whole points of doing it is to meet and greet with the family and spend time with the family and interact with the family so that they get to know officers in in a better situation. What I would like to know is being able to get to know more stories about what you've experienced on your runs with Blue Santa. But we're going to have to come back with that after this commercial, so don't change that channel. This is Talk Law Radio with Todd Marcourt. You've heard him on Talk Law Radio. Now work with his firm yourself. Marquardt Law Firm is the go-to firm in San Antonio for wills, trusts, and powers of attorney. Want to have a say on who will get your money and assets when you die instead of leaving it up to a judge? Then you need a proper estate plan in place, and Marquardt Law Firm can help you do just that. They can also develop a strategy for your long-term care financing and help maneuver the complicated Medicaid process for your family. Call them today to schedule your no-cost legal consultation. Call 210-530-4278. Again, that's 210-530-4278. Protect what's yours with Marquardt Law Firm. MarquardtLawFirm.com. And welcome back to Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquardt. I'm your co-host, Christiana Villegas, and we are interviewing our officers with Blue Santa, Thomas 
Preston, the founder of Blue Santa, and Alonzio Hardin, who has helped be able to sort the toys and deliver them as well. So why don't you share a little bit with us of some stories that you've been able to have in delivering these Yeah, toys. I wanted to ask, uh, do you follow up with the families that you meet? Well, back in the day we did, or we had, we if it was uh, maybe someone from a school, a counselor, uh, gave us the names, we would talk with them and have them follow up. But I, I don't know what the policy is now. I'd have to. Um, well, the follow-up, um, that's that's pretty difficult. Probably uh, depends it, on the situation. It just depends on the situation um, because I think just on the east side alone last year or, no, Blue Santa alone last year was about 8,000 families mm-hmm. that were able to take part in this program. So the follow-up part on it, that, w- that would be pretty difficult. You know, for officers to do, but you do um, work with school counselors. Yeah, you work with school counselors, and again, that's that's a an avenue that the school resources, uh, school resource officers have to build that relationship with the school counselors or and, community. And that's something that you do as Absolutely. part of your day job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you mentioned something about Safe Program. Will you explain what that is? Well, the Safe Program. A lot of people have asked me a couple times, well, what does SAFE stand for? Well, the acronym itself is uh, just San Antonio Fear-Free Environment. And these SAFE officers, uh, and like Tom mentioned earlier, uh, what gave birth to SAFE was the community relations part. And so now we have a SAFE unit, and each substation has SAFE officers ranging from 10 to 20 officers and their main uh, objective is to to be ambassadors for the citizens out in the community as well as strengthen the relationship uh, with the police and, and the public. So uh, unlike the patrolman who is taking that call after call after call and being dispatched to uh, different scenarios, the SAFE program, uh, we're able to go out and, and, and really spend that extra time uh, with the citizens and and continue to build that re- uh, rapport with our citizens uh, out there in the community. So SAFE is, is a great uh, resource for community. Something that they really needed to know about because the misconception that the police are only there to catch the criminals, but they're there to protect and be a part of the community. Absolutely. And these presents aren't just for a couple of families to have a really good Christmas. These these gifts are uh, divided so that you can reach those almost 8,000 families, uh, a lot of families. And you've probably seen some uh, families that were in extreme poverty. Do you remember any of situations like that? Yes, I remember one that uh, it's still sticks with me today you know when we walked in uh and again this was with um, the assistance of the valero we were not expecting to see what we saw uh when we went into the location there was one couch there was uh one bed and this was a single mother with four kids oh. wow there was no christmas tree and the beauty of it at the end we ended up racing away uh, on our own time, and we went and picked up a Christmas tree, brought it back, and the officers, along with the uh, volunteers from the Valero, we put up a Christmas tree. And uh, they also had brought in uh, food. It was just, it was just an amazing feeling. Uh, and of course, there was tears. I cried. They were crying. <laughs> uh, but uh, to see what some people are living with on a daily basis is, is sometimes sad. So it's it's just a wonderful opportunity to be able to to walk into a family's life with with the spirit of Christmas. Yeah, I can only imagine from an officer's perspective how they insert themselves in conflict, you know, every day, almost maybe several times a day, and this is an opportunity for officers to participate in the community where there's no conflict. <laughs> You know, a lot of these, a lot of these places that I visited mirrored my my family. Uh, we were very, very, very poor, and and uh, it uh, it just it just gives you that extra, extra, extra great feeling that you're able to go in and make a change, do something for them 
at, at, at that time. It's, it's, it's amazing. And it's hard. It's hard on, a, on one's heart to walk into a, a family like he was talking about. You've got a single parent. Many of them are single parents, uh, mostly a, a female raising several kids, three, four, five, whatever number. And it's in it. It's really, really gut wrenching sometimes to know that. Well, you're here. You did this, but you know what's going to happen later. And uh, I'm glad that there's follow up, Mr. Preston. You've done this the longest, so I wondered if you had uh, met somebody in their later years, like <laughs> after they grew up. Well, yes, I've had a lot of that because of the different jobs that I've. You know, the Blue Santa. I've had folks come up and say, "You, you, you brought the." Uh, toys and, and food to my house. Uh, I did a lot of substitute teaching in the San Antonio Independent School District. Uh, I have, I've had now the grandfathers come up and say, hey, uh, Officer Preston, you know, they, you know, I'm still an Officer Preston. <laughs> and uh, started an explorer program, and I've, you know, I've had many ex-explorers uh, become police officers, and they're retired now. And they, they, you know, I get, a, I get a lot, hey, you come to my house. I still get it. I'm 76 years old, and I still get it. But uh, you know, I'm, I'm I am I am proud of it. I love the San Antonio Police Department, the men and women in it. It just it, it, my life wouldn't be what it is today without my experience. All my experiences on the San Antonio Police Department. So then, it's a very rare experience that most people have to wait once a year in order to try and even catch a glimpse at Santa. And over here in San Antonio, you're almost seen all year round, but as we talk about Blue Santa, this is Talk Law Radio with Todd Marcourt. We have a couple of questions, though, of what ifs can be encountered in your runs and deliveries. Yeah, these are just uh, silly questions that I, I dreamed up when uh, I was thinking about interviewing <laughs> you guys. If If I woke up in the middle of the night on Christmas Eve and I saw a guy in a red suit, uh, should I call the police? Yes. <laughs> yes. It, it, what and, time is it? Uh, right. Unless I had asked him to be there. If you had not asked Santa I'd to call. be there and, and there were no milk and cookies left for, for Santa, would, definitely call the police. That could be a ruse. I'm, I'm sure it's been done yeah. before. So like, you know, yeah, I would call the police. Well, and when I was asking about this earlier, you said uh, you've never really seen that, but – you you do have the problem with the Grinch and the Porch Pirates yes. uh, during this time of year. Um, what can people do if they've lost something like that? And if they can't afford a ring? Do they call the police if they've lost their package? Uh, yes, absolutely. Still uh, uh, make the uh, – an unreported call uh, does more damage than 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 – Reporting. I mean, uh, if we don't know, we can't investigate. We can't follow mm -hmm. up. We can't look mm -hmm. into it. And uh, unfortunately, as you mentioned, the porch, porch pirates. Yes, it, it it happens all throughout the year. Uh, you hear it on the news all the time. But it, I would imagine that it does increase even more uh, during the Christmas time with so many people getting packages. And even for those uh, that do not or are not able to uh, afford the camera systems and whatnot, I, I would just encourage, that's why it is so important to be involved in your community. Know your neighbor, knock on the door, talk, uh, and um, share information because sometimes that can be a, a, a bigger deterrent than um, the camera system because mm -hmm. you have that nosy neighbor who, who can tell you who's come by the house and whatnot. So, yeah. There's no way any police department can be successful without the eyes and ears of the citizens. You can be on X Street driving in your patrol car, and there's a burglary on Y Street. You, you know, the only way you would know about that is if somebody on Y Street saw it and called the police. Mm -hmm. So it's, uh, there's, you know, it would just take, it would just, uh, any police department would not be effective without the, um, without the help of the citizens. Our show here today is sponsored by Marquardt Law Firm, and at Marquardt Law Firm, we focus on business and estate law. That includes uh, last wills, living trusts, and estate plans. Uh, I like to ask people about their legacy, whatever that word means to you. Uh, for me, uh, the legacy for my middle son, Thomas, is going to be my baseball card collection. It's going to be uh, the the Deerhead trophies on my wall. 
for my daughter, it'll be my books. We both love to read. And uh, aside from all of the stuff that I have or the money that I have left when I pass, uh, I hope the legacy that they remember from me is that uh, I shared my faith with them and with everybody that I knew and that they were important to me and I tried my best to take care of them. Um, Officer Hardin, what would you say uh, one of your legacies is going to be to to your family or to the city? Um, to the family, uh, more so. Um, if you would have asked me as a little boy, was I going to be a police officer? No, no. But to be able to grow up and uh, serve my country in the Army, come back home to the side of town that I, I grew up in, and become a police officer and go out and serve the community, for me, I want my children to know, my parents to know that uh, I strive to make a difference in my community because I grew up seeing things that were, were very bad. And, and you know, But I want them to, to understand that exposure is very important. And uh, my legacy would just be that for them to know that their father was out here every day doing what he could do individually because it uh, takes one and then that mm -hmm. turns into another but to know that their father is out here making a difference that's um, awesome thank what you what about you tom just something in well, 20 seconds uh, well well i would want <laughs> the only thing you can take with you is your reputation when you when you when you die and i would want i would want my family to remember me as a giver and someone that loved them unconditionally and uh, that's that's what i do i'm a giver Thank you so much. Well, whatever your legacy may be out there, if it involves participating with Blue Santa, visit sapdbluesanta.org, but visit talklawradio.com anytime to catch our episodes and every Saturday at 11. See you the next time on Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquardt.